Hey, Ian. What, Ian? May the fourth be with you. And also with you. Happy Star Wars Day. Woohoo! <laughs> this is 8-Bit, Episode 77, Classy Star Wars Prawn Star, on Sunday, May 4th, 2014. And now, what is that yellow thing? This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. It's like my favorite day of the year, but not really. You mean it's not your birthday isn't your favorite day of the year? Um, well, sometimes it is. It's other times it's like, what's so special about having a birthday? Like, I'm, I'm not really getting like big old presents from people anymore. You know, I'm not getting those hundred dollar Lego sets or anything. Well, now it's useful stuff. Welcome to the real world and adult life. Useful stuff like underwear. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. And socks. Speaking of that. What did you do for Star Wars Day? What did I do for Star Wars Day? Well, I pretended yeah. that I was Krieg, and then I pretended that Krieg was a Jedi, and I called it good. I mean, I did smash everything with my stick. Mm. So what I did for Star Wars Day is uh, I decided to wear all of my Star Wars-related clothing all at once for the whole day, uh, and I made a video of uh, you know showing off all of my clothing which became kind of a striptease video because uh, my final two articles of clothing are boxers. So, yeah. So, so I'm now partners in crime with a prawn star. Maybe. But I'm a classy Star Wars prawn star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And then, of course, and then, of course, right before we started this show, I suddenly realized that I also have, uh, so in, a, in the video, you know, I was wearing my two sweatshirts and then my six t-shirts and then my two boxers. And then I suddenly realized just now that I have my Star Wars tie as well that was hanging up on the bed frame right behind me, and I totally forgot about it, and it, it isn't in the video. So maybe I'll have to, I don't know, make a quick little clip of myself wearing the tie, you know, just the tie, no boxers or anything. And uh, and stick the that tie, in the video. The tie and only the tie. Yes. Sounds like something from BDSM. In the meantime. BDSM. Don't worry about it. You're too young. Binary <laughs> domain of systematic machinery. Yes, that's totally it. That's it. Okay, I'm I'm good at this. These acronym things. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan just shakes his head off in the distance. What else can he do? He can't stop us from making sick jokes and. Please don't stop the sick jokes, sick jokes, sick jokes. Oh god! But you won't because laziness. So we're not here to talk about laziness, though. We're here to talk about video games, right? Games. Yeah, games. Oh god! What's happening to you? And if you want, what? What do you mean? What's happening to me? What? Yeah. I don't see it. I didn't see anything different. Anyway, um, weird. <laughs> what is that big yellow thing? What big yellow thing? Is Never there mind. something on my face? What are you talking about? <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, that was the sign. That was chunks of the sign being put places. Weird. Okay. Uh, anyway, so listeners, if you want to read any of the headlines that we talk about today, uh, go to our website. That is thenexus.tv slash eb77 for this episode. Uh, so let's let's get this kicked off. We should really have some sort of video stream while we're recording these so that everyone else can know what it's like to trip balls. 
Well, I mean, it sounds like Ryan's going to be posting the picture, so everybody will just have to go and uh, follow our Google Plus page. It's it's not quite as good as the video, because the video is always changing. Always. <laughs> oh, God, that was just a smile in the middle of it. Nothing else. What's wrong? <laughs> I'm not seeing anything wrong with my video at all. So something's happening in transit. Actually, I bet you... Ryan should be able to record the last 10 minutes of his desktop if he has Shadowplay turned on because he has an NVIDIA graphics card. Oh, you're right. We're on the Linux box. Oh, never mind. Um, anyway, so on with the, the video game news. So Playcast Media is a game streaming service, uh, so, you know, kind of similar to OnLive or the up-and-coming PlayStation Now. Um, and... They they started off in actually in other countries, I forget which ones, but they recently came to North America, and they are now going to expand to the OUYA. So, yeah, the beta is going to start off with a small collection of games, but will eventually include their whole library. And if this works out well, then, you know, it might make the OUYA into a viable option as, as like, a, a cheap console, like, where you can play real games and not just you know, crappy little Android things. A Mario game! Woohoo! Like, I, th- I think I saw one of the Batman games on their list, you know, one of one of the Batman Arkham games. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. if you could play, you know, something like that on the Ouya, why not? Yeah. Why not get the $100 little micro console? Huh. And, I mean, the funny thing is, is it's probably the only system out there that won't cost you... Well, that doesn't cost twice as much as a game. Yeah? Well... Yeah. <laughs> it costs less than twice as much as a game. But that's its old... What am I... Never mind. That's I'm its selling... Twice as old as half of you, and half as old as twice of you. Okay. That's from the VeggieTales parody of uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. You should go watch it. It was good. Lord of the Beans. I, I have seen it. It's just been a while. Um, however, while I'm thinking about that... Uh, so, we, we looking at... Um, Buck's face, the way that it looks on your screen right now, it looks like it could be sort of what would be assembled if a bunch of people were trying to do stuff randomly on it, right? I guess. Sort of like Twitch plays Pokemon, right? Oh, sure. So, um, there's actually a new thing out uh, that's being launched by Blizzard. Blizzard has launched a website um, that was inspired by Twitch plays Pokemon, but instead of Pokemon, it is now a community-led um, decision for the game Hearthstone. Which is, of course, the trading card game uh, reviewed by you and your roommate uh, about a month or so ago. Episode 69. Episode 69! Woohoo! Eight weeks ago. Two two months ago. Wow, yeah. Doesn't feel like it, but it was. No, um, I've, I've actually played a little Hearthstone since then. I have yet to actually lose a game. Oh, nice. That said, I've only played one online game. So. Okay, so are you are you counting also your against the computer as uh, wins in this case? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yesterday was Free Comic Book Day. I always love it when like Free Comic Book Day and Star Wars Day are like right next to each other because it it just makes the whole weekend uh, so much better. Um, but just in time for that, John Carmack, who you know was the guy who used to work at id Software and then moved over to Oculus VR. He announced that he is building a virtual reality comic book shop. And I can't imagine anything more nerdy than browsing for comic books without having to go out and interact with other people. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Just what I always wanted. Unfortunately, 
we also got some news about Zenimax, which is the the parent company of id Software, claiming that Oculus VR uses technology that they own, which was developed by John Carmack while he worked for Zenimax. But Carmack is denying that anything he ever made was patented. Uh, so I mean, I'm thinking maybe Zenimax is making this move now because they know that they can like get more money out of Facebook than they could have out of Oculus as an independent company. I mean, I suppose it's a smart move for them, but at the same time, that's a really dick move for them to do it right now, right in the final stages of development. According to them, they have been talking with Oculus about this for a while, trying to come up with an agreement, but, you know, like, this is the first that any of us have ever heard of it. Yeah. So, I don't know, it seems fishy. Yeah, I don't like it. Either way, I don't like it. Um, however, something that I do like... Uh, does anyone here remember the game Unreal Tournament? I know of it, but I, you know, have never really played it. It was a um, first-person, um, first a first-person competitive shooter where you went on teams, ran around, and I believe it was mostly death matches, but there were probably also different modes. It's essentially the game that set the bar for how a competitive first-person shooter or a competitive multiplayer first-person shooter should go. Was it was it meant as a like kind of a, a tech demo for the uh, original Unreal Engine, or is I'm that just a coincidence? Sure. The name. It's probably just a coincidence, but to be well, actually, you know what? No, I I don't know. I can't really say either way. But so why why are we bringing this up? Um, there's been an announcement. Ooh, it is coming back. Ooh. Um, and let's see when is. That I believe, let's see, Epic has set plans to reveal the future of Unreal Tournament, um, and it will be live streamed via Twitch on May 8th, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So that would be what? Noon for us here? 1 o'clock? Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern would go to noon here. Because, no, no, Eastern is one, one time zone away from us. So yeah, 1, one, 1 p.m. Okay. But. So I guess there's been an announcement of an, an of an announcement, but we know that Unreal seems to be getting some new hype and looking like it's going to be getting back into the game. Well, what else do you expect from Twitter? Announcing an announcement. Yeah, I mean, sometimes what else can you do? With 140 characters, not much. <laughs> and I mean, speaking of Twitter, um, there was another announcement that was made on Twitter, this time by Dean Hall. Um... Just a little interesting factoid is that over two years ago, the DayZ mod was released. Do you remember that? Yeah. Today, the standalone game just broke two million units in under six months. As yeah, as as a little game project like that goes, well, not little, but you know, not huge. That's that's really good. That's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. Now, a game project that is not that small. Uh, would be Call of Duty, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Call of Duty, the, they're, they're obviously, you know, they've been coming out with a new game every single year, and so we expect around this time of year for them to announce the new one. And that happened. Um, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare will be uh, the next one. It's coming from Sledgehammer Games, so they're the ones who made uh, Modern Warfare 3, and this is actually the first one of, you know, in their in the new kind of three-year development cycle. So before, it was mostly like Infinity Ward and um, Treyarch, you know, would kind of yeah. 
go, uh, you know, two-year cycle and, and um, trade off, you know, who is coming out with a, a game this year. So um, Sledgehammer has kind of joined that, and they've made it a trifecta. Um, and this year's is called Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. It's going to be focusing not on, you know, the armies that are controlled by countries, but on armies controlled by private military contractors. Uh, it looks like it'll be set in the near future if uh, the almost exoskeleton armor in the trailer is anything to go by. And speaking of trailer, this is actually, like, a really good trailer. Probably the best Call of Duty trailer that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, I'm... Uh, we're so watching this. So you know how I'm usually not a big fan of Call of Duty games. I've been thinking, mm-hmm. oh, well, recently it's just been, oh, they're fitting in the mold. They're kind of just trying to milk the series out. This one I'm actually excited for. So, And we'll show it. you why. Yeah, and we'll show you why. Well. Democracy? Democracy. Democracy is not what these people need. Hell, it's not even what they want. America has been trying to install democracies in nations for a century, and it hasn't worked one time. These countries don't have the most basic building blocks to support a democracy. Little things like we ought to be tolerant of those who disagree with us. We ought to be tolerant of those who worship a different god than us. That a journalist ought to be able to disagree with the president. When you think that you can just march into these countries based on some fundamentalist religious principles, drop a few bombs, topple a dictator, and start a democracy? changes everything. And I suppose we should note, uh, as the trailer says, it's coming out on November 4th yes. of this year. Yep. So it, it actually looks like it has some story, unlike the last ones. And I was also noticing some things that look like they're changing up the gameplay, uh, you know, like wall climbing, and mm-hmm. that, you know, a, a kind of... a. It almost looked like a sheet that they kind of stretched out in the in the middle of a corridor to make to make themselves some cover. Mm-hmm. That looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
probably a Kevlar sheet with something. It's near future. Maybe it's made of cortosis. Then it's lightsaber proof. Mm. <laughs> Happy Star Wars Day. Happy Star Wars Day. All right. Um, <clears throat> so it's a good series, and thankfully, Call of Duty has been has evolved past what it used to be, and now <laughs> I get it. Um, there is a new change that's being made to the game that is in development called Evolve. Now. I am. I didn't really have this game too too much on my radar. I remember hearing about it because it's made by the guys who did the original Left 4 Dead game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sort of fell underneath my radar, and then I went and when I put this and looked, or well, yeah, when I put this up and looked at some of the gameplay footage because they have um, gameplay footage in this video, um, it got me really excited for it again. But so there's a small change um, to how the system works. So in the game, you have four people who are hunters hunting one giant beast. Currently, the only one that has been developed, and they are planning on making more, um, is called the Goliath, which is looks like a, a, a smaller Godzilla. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Um, and so in the original game, you would start out, go and try and eat things, which would give you natural armor, and eventually... Evolve. So you'd go into a pod, and then you'd come out, and you'd be bigger, better, and stronger than before. And how that used to work is whenever you evolved, you got to pick a new ability. There were four abilities that you could unlock, because there were four stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and each time you evolved, you got to pick a new ability. Now what's they, different... They were cumulative, right? They were what? Were they cumulative? Like, you didn't have to give up one of your old abilities to get your new ability, correct? Correct. Okay, good. Um... So the change that they made is that instead of just um, oh brain work oh instead of just getting one ability at a time they give you three skill points which you are then allowed to spend in the abilities of your choice so in your first level you can either completely max out one ability or so each can... ability now has three tiers as well yes okay hey that's cool. Mm-hmm. And so you can either max it out, sort of like how they had the original one intended on play, or you can spread it out a little bit and have yourself a little bit more of a versatile creature, which will be really important because, considering that the game is called Evolve, you can then choose your gameplay style and evolve, essentially, based on based on how you're doing and how the enemy is going through. And the hunters, unfortunately for them, only get a single... Um, their single loadout, which they pick at the very beginning of the game. Okay, and that's that's the same as the hunters worked, you know, last time we saw the game, right? Yes. Okay, so they didn't change that. Interesting. No. Actually, do you want to watch the video? I can go and pull it up on YouTube really quick. At uh, least part of the video. The whole thing is... Does it have good talking? It's commentary. The entire thing is commentary. Okay. And watching the gameplay, though it's it, it well, is I'm... a little long, though. That's the only thing. Yeah, 8 minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, I mean... Theoretically, we just talked about what the important parts of it, right? Yeah. Good. We'll watch it in the we'll watch it in the fringe because that's worth watching and just oogling over. You know, you say that like every single time, and then we always forget by the time we get to the fringe. Well, then how about I put it in the playlist? <clears throat> uh, okay. <laughs> that's assuming we uh, actually go back to the YouTube app. Anyway, uh, this week 
FanFest was going on in Iceland. Uh, FanFest is the the annual convention thing that CCP puts on, um, specifically for EVE Online players and fans. Um, and they had several new announcements this year. Uh, the first one being Project Legion, which is a first-person shooter for the PC that aims to kind of learn from the mistakes that they made in Dust 5.14, uh, Dust 5.14 was the first-person shooter that they came out with for PlayStation 3 that kind of, you know, tied into the EVE Online world by allowing corporations in EVE Online to put out contracts to people in Dust 5.14, and then Dust people playing Dust 5.14 did those things and, I don't know, earned stuff for the corporation that they were working for. Um, so it's not really clear how how Project Legion is going to tie into EVE, but they said that, uh, you know, bringing in the sandbox and, uh, you know, like, player betrayal are going to be very important, very, very similar to the way that it works in EVE Online. Um, a lot of fans of Dust 5.14 were not happy to hear this because it made it seem like they were kind of abandoning Dust. Um, CCP quickly, you know... <laughs> started telling people that no, we're not, we're not stopping development on it. We're just, you know, trying out a new kind of iteration of that idea. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's kind of nice that they're using the consoles as as our testers, and then we'll yeah. be the better stuff onto the PC. Theoretically better. Theoretically better. Everything's always theoretical until proven, and even then you have to prove it multiple times, and then it's just slow theory. And that's all, you know, just yeah, it's takes all a lot of time, and it's all effort, and, you know, we might as well just, just take the world as we see it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Don't question anything. Don't let them in. Don't let them see. Just follow what you're told, and nothing bad will happen. <laughs> in the meantime, oh god. Anyway, so moving on. <clears throat> so, uh, what's your game with the favorite or with your favorite community? With my favorite community, Ian, you're skipping your thing. Not necessarily. Well, I mean, Eve Online probably has the most amazing community of any game. Sounds about right. So, um, I guess not necessarily the online version of it, but... Or wait, is it still online? Is Valkyrie still online? I, I'm i not sure, actually. Maybe? Uh, maybe. Either way, Valkyrie, Eve Valkyrie, is coming out soon, and we were... Um, it's been announced two things. One, that it is for sure going to be using the newest version of Unreal, so Unreal Engine 4. So that's going to look really pretty. And then, a more exciting announcement is that one of the main characters is going to be voiced by, um, shoot, where was that? Uh, Katie Sackhoff, who was in Battlestar Galactica. Starbuck. So you should watch better? Battlestar Galactica. It'll make you really sad. What? You should watch BSG. It'll make you sad. Then why should I watch it? Because it's a good sad. Because it's what? It's a good sad. It's a good sad. It's yeah. It's it's the kind of thing where you know you feel so bad for all of the things that these characters are doing, but you completely understand why they're doing it. And, I mean, the show is just so well done that, like, you just can't, you can't, you can't not watch it. It's so good. <laughs> it's a classic. Watch Don't me watch not it. watch it. Actually, I expect you to not watch me to not watch it. I'm watching you not watching it right now. Exactly. I could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can do it all lifetime. <laughs> That'll take a lot of effort, though. Yeah. Um, so you know how lazy you are already. <laughs> one of the videos that they released of Katie Sackoff talking about Eve Valkyrie um, had her suggest that, uh, well, say, promise to buy everybody at FanFest a beer. And then quickly, you know, she was like, "Never, I'm not actually going to do that because that would be really expensive. Uh, well, one guy, one of the CEOs for an in-game corporation decided to actually do that. He sent CCP his credit card information and told them to buy everybody a local beer. Uh, and so that ended up being like $10,000 worth of beer. Uh, How many people were at this convention? A lot. A few thousand. Um, yeah, and he... Uh, I mean, I, I can't think of a better thing for him to have done in order to kind of promote his corporation to everybody. Because <laughs> everybody's going to remember that now. <laughs> nope. Speaking of which, if any of you listeners happen to find us in real life and are of age, uh, come tell us about our podcast, tell us that you know who we are, and we will and tell us that you want a beer, and we'll go out and take you out for a beer. So this is only a one... It's per lifetime thing. <laughs> Are we going to write down everybody's name as they come and uh, Shh, never... tell them our methods? <laughs> uh, you know, security through obscurity is not security. Just saying. Uh, I learned that. That's that's one of the few things that I learned in uh, cryptography class. The other thing that I learned is that I never want to touch cryptography ever again. Um, <laughs> so I think that CCP really kind of appreciates the fact that they have an amazing community because they have actually made like a real life monument that they unveiled during FanFest this year um, and on the base of it it has all of the active players character names as well as players who have passed away uh, so everybody who is there you kind of got like you, you got like this kind of Vietnam memorial kind of scene where everybody was looking for their own names and finding like other people that they know and huh. I think it's just it's so cool. Like th- this game's been around for ten years and it's still going strong. And yeah, and people are kind of devoting their lives to it in some ways. Mm-hmm. And as we've said, the vi- it does have one of the best communities that we've seen. Everything from this sort of thing to holding funerals, even if they're from the uh, the people are from different factions when the mm-hmm. people die in real life. And, like, everything that's significant that happens in the game is never, like, you know, it's not the game's, like, you know, written story that matters. Yeah. It's it's the actions that people perform in it. Like, it's, it's just insane. Yeah. All right. Well, something that, because it focuses a lot on space battles, right? Yes, but, like, the commerce is much more important than the actual uh, combat. Ah. Well, either way, you're flying a ship in first person. <clears throat> no, you're something, not. You it's know not something person. can really help you with that? What can? Something called the X55 Rhino Hotas system. Hotas? Hotas! Oh, oh yes, the Hotas. Um, what is that? Let's see. Oh, shoot. Where is it? I'm trying to figure out where the heck I saw what Hotas stands for. Um, well, it's one letter away from being HOTS. Yeah, that's probably which what is, they were Which going. is Blizzard's uh, favorite acronym. <laughs> yep. Um, so it is a new controller that is seems to be geared specifically for vehicular stuff, um, specifically aeronautical, uh, yeah, aeronautical and, I guess, space stuff, because it's... Um, is, it, is it a flight stick? It's a flight stick. 
so it's a joystick flight stick as well as um, for one hand, and then it has a throttle for the other hand. Oh, cool. Okay. With several buttons on the entire thing. So there's, let's see. So for the stick, um, it has four springs for tension adjustment, so you can t- adjust it to however much feedback that you want. And then it has three different actions, so it can go forward, backward, left and right, and then up and down, apparently. It has a trigger, three push buttons, one pinky paddle, one pinky <laughs> I've never heard of it either, but it's there. We have to use all of our fingers. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're wasting fingers. Then eight-way point-of-view hat switch and two eight-way hat switches. And then the throttle has a bunch of other ones as well. That one has, oh gosh, that one has six axes. I don't know how. Other than the the throttle kind of comes in two different... um, It it looks someone like cut the what I would expect for the throttle bar to be in half. And each half moves independently of the other one. Okay. So six axes, two, five push buttons, eight-way hat switches, two-way K-switch, two-position slider, one mouse nipple, one scroll wheel, and then seven three-way toggles. So in many all ways... All of the haptic feedback. All of the more buttons than I, than I think that I'd even know what to do with. So how much does it cost? On the pre-order now, I'm looking at that now. Well, I'm pulling it up right now. Price, oh. <laughs> this is for either people who are training to be pilots or are really involved in EVE Online. It is pre-order, $200. Okay, that's not nearly as bad as I, I was expecting from your expression. Still, $200 for a controller is a little much. Money. Yeah, but for a flight stick, Ian, like people get really serious about flight sticks. I suppose. And if you're going to go to the, you know enough lengths to have a flight stick, you might as well have a nice flight stick, right? Yeah. 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 Compatible with all major flying games and uh, with the SciTech X55 Hot Toss configuration software. I remember I remember some crazy Mad Cats uh, keyboards that we've talked about on this show that I, I think were more than that. I, I'm almost positive that they were more than that. Yeah. I suppose. People are serious about their peripherals, man. Yeah, yeah. So what does HOTAS stand for? Let's... Well, while you're looking for that, uh, I'm going to move on. Uh, so do you remember that the world uh, that so that the, the Denmark... Hands-on throttle and stick. Hand, what? Hands-on hands on throttle and stick. Hmm, cool. Um, so do you, do you remember that world in Minecraft that the Denmark Geodata... Uh, ministry or whatever created that was a one to one. Yeah, I thought that was really really cool. Yeah, and and they uh, you know kind of re- made the good decision of banning the use of dynamite on the server, but people have of course found a way around that. Uh, I believe that the the workaround was they can still use dynamite in minecarts. Apparently, not sure why that works, but um, people people you know kind of ravaged the place and uh, put up American flags and tanks that have red, white, and blue all over them, all over the place. Yeah. I'm hoping that this is someone who just really doesn't like America and is trying to get somebody pissed off at America. Oh, so you mean like people from Como Senior High going to Central's uh, homecoming game and trying to start a riot to get us all in trouble? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that sounds so familiar. 
I wonder why. This is why I don't go to football games. And I, yeah, well, I just don't go to football games because why go to a place? I mean, yes, I can see the game in person. That's kind of cool and fun, but I don't have to put on pants at home. But you can't watch the game at home because they don't televise high school football. Anyway. You also can't watch cross-country anything because they don't televise that, period. Uh, what's it? <laughs> I don't understand why. Watching people run around is really interesting. Right, Declan? Uh-huh. Yeah. See? Two for two here. We agree. <laughs> it depends on how big a boobs they have. Well, I'm I'm not even an A. Sorry. <laughs> You're like a negative A. Shh. <laughs> if I do me. enough... If, if I start... You know, lifting weights, maybe, maybe I'll get some, some pectorals. They're actually concave, not convex. Oh, shut up. That's not how my body works. <laughs> I don't know, I've seen you pretty damn close to naked before. <laughs> Tell me about the next thing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. All right, so we've talked about gaming communities and how Eve has a really cool one. Mm-hmm. Another one that is sometimes really cool, so long as they're not breaking things in a mean way, um, is the modding community. And so there's a new mod... Well, actually, it's not new. Apparently, they've been on the project for the past seven years now. Um, but there's a mod coming out called Deus Ex Revision, which is the um, graphical update, and it also apparently has a soundtrack update for the original Deus Ex game. That's cool. Yeah. I lo- yeah, I love it when they take old games and... Uh bring them kind of up to date so that they're either playable or actually look good. Yes. No, it it I I'm kind of I guess I can't say I'm super excited for it because I've been kind of spoiled by Human Revolution and even then I'm going through that one kind of slowly. Mhm. But yeah, and now you've started Thief, so haven't you learned your lesson? Don't start things until you finish the last one. <laughs> like relationships. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> I'd say that's even more important than keeping, you know, your your video games in line in order. What? Yeah. What about us? What about Ian, you're my partner in crime and nothing can ever come between that. There you go. All right. Um and then in the mean in the meantime, do you guys, well, okay. Do you remember when we talked about a Plants vs. Zombies game a few years, well, not a few years back, a few months back, mm-hmm. um, where it was combining tower defense and I think it was third-person shooter type gameplay yep. style. That was Plants vs. Zombies um, Garden Warfare? Yep. Because they're parodying Call of Duty as well? Yep. Well, the game is all about parody. Well, I don't know. Indie games generally tend to do better when, they're, when they have more parodies. Um, anyway. Um, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare has been announced to be coming out on PC and it's going to be coming out on June 24th, 2014 so not all that far away just, oh god, that's next month, isn't it? Is that going to be free to play the way that, you know, the core Plants vs. Zombies games are or not? Uh, I don't know, I it didn't say anything about that in the trailer that was released, or okay. in the announcement trailer but I mean, if they didn't, if they didn't charge for it on the other platforms, I'd be surprised if they charged for it on PC. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what the pricing is like on other platforms, though, because I don't pay attention. 
So, speaking of Minecraft, um, apparently Minecraft 1.8 is on the horizon, and one of the things that it'll be introducing is world borders that can be created by players. So these are like kind of semi-invisible walls that put boundaries on where you can go in the world. And there's already a mod that is taking this idea in a new direction. It's called Captive Minecraft, and it starts the player off in a little one-by-one box that expands by half a block in each direction every time that you get an achievement in the game. So, you know, it's it doesn't really start off very difficult because there's, like, a bunch of achievements that you can get right away in the game, you know, like opening the inventory and getting some wood and stuff like that, you know? Um, but it'll be pretty hard to expand the world to be big enough to get lots of resources, um, you know, in the long run, I bet. Yeah. be interesting to play that. <laughs> Maybe you'll have to make a server. Yeah, effort. Yeah, effort. All right, uh, so the next thing I think is something that we can play in the YouTube app. Okay. Um, so the Wolfenstein game, the new Wolfenstein remake, one that I've mentioned at least a few times, um, just released a new video, and they are detailing some of the different um, uh, possible gameplay styles that you can do. And... I love it how they're they're taking Wolfenstein and like encouraging people to play it as a stealth game. That is not something that I was expecting at all. No. But I mean it seems as if people like the ability to choose. Yeah, so for the last couple of years that has been a strong theme. Yeah. This it's just following a successful business just not or business model is all. Let's watch this thing. Yeah. Peggy eighteen. Take my hand. They rode in not safe. You kill the Nazis. Here, I stay with Carl. We wait for you here. Kill everyone. Taking the tactile route. I think they meant to say tactical, but tactile route. I like the old man's advice, though. Kill everyone! I mean, I usually do either way, it's just a matter of how. Oh, my God. 
rewind. Kill and mayhem route. So, I mean, I suppose they weren't necessarily saying, oh, this is how you do this, and oh, sneak around this corner and stab that guy. Oh, and yeah, now I like really like this amount of stealth element, or this stealth element. Oh, or, oh, that was fun to blow that guy's head off. I don't think that they were saying any of that, but... No, they just had really good uh, musical taste. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the second, the second, the Mayhem playthrough is definitely a, you know, gun-zerking Borderlands playthrough. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Like, literally, he was dual-wielding, like, for about half of the time there. Yep. So, I don't know what I'll want to do if I want to go if I want to go Mayhem, or... Because if the game encourages Mayhem, I may just go and do a Mayhem playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's no motivation for me to be sneaky, then I'm not going to be... But I'll be sneaky as long as I can be, just to make things easier when I do go Mayhem. What exactly do you mean by motivation? Because most of the games that I, you know, the, most of the games that I have played stealth don't have like motivation to do stealth. You know, you don't get extra bonuses or anything by it. Some of them you do, like um, Dishonored. Yeah. What if you do, I, what extra if, bonuses do I get there? Um, chaos or high chaos versus low chaos there. Yeah. Um, what bonuses do I get by doing low chaos? If you do a low chaos one, there's less rats around, and the rats will attack you. Um, yeah, but the rats will also attack other people, which in a high chaos, you know, playthrough is going to be good. I suppose. Um, I mean, it, like in that game, it just affected the story, the final, you know, the final outcome, the final cutscene. Yeah. Well, pardon me for liking a little bit more of a happy ending. That depends on your perspective. I think it would be happy for Cor- Corvo either way. Uh, I don't. I don't know. And we're not going to discuss it here because we don't want to give away the ending in case there's somebody. Oh please! Dishonored came out like two years ago. I don't care. There's still possible spoilers, and I did enough spoiling this week or this weekend already. <laughs> yeah, good job, by the way. I did. Everybody, sh- everybody should go and watch Spider-Man: The Amazing Spider-Man Two. By the way, it was a very, very good movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I, I was, I, I was really surprised by like how much. It was focused on, you know, the the character interactions rather than like, this is a supervillain. Look at the cool supervillain things. Yeah. 
It was, it was, well, yeah, the entire thing was good. I just feel like a bit of an idiot. So there's a character in there. I'm not saying who. We were discussing them in the car ride over. I mentioned something that happens in the comic books. And yeah. then it is saying it is, hey, spoiler, because I didn't think that it was actually going to happen in the movie, and then it happened in the movie. When did you think it was going to happen? I don't know. In the third movie? Are they making a third movie? I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, you saw the cliffhanger at the end. I'm kind of confused about that. Was that was that the guy from Oscorp in that in that video, in that little clip? You know, the, the guy the guy who um, Jennifer Lawrence was disguised as. No, no, I don't think so. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about what happened earlier than that with um, Harry Osborn. Uh, oh, that. Oh, oh, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And all the exoskeleton-esque stuff. Right, the rhino and everything. The secret project. So, yes, the rhino, mm-hmm. who does finally make an appearance in a movie. I've never heard of him before. He's very dumb. Uh, he and the Sandman were a pair of thugs that were eventually captured and then given supervillain powers. And... Hey, we just we just killed the Sandman in Borderlands. Hey, let's <laughs> talk about Borderlands. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so, oh, do you have any idea... Borderlands, though. What? No, no. We already talked about that. We didn't. Oh, sorry. There's another headline. Yes, Go for it. I thought you were talking headline. about. I thought you were talking about what uh, Ryan put in the main topic area. What did Ryan put in the main topic area? Click on it. Oh, that one. Yeah. So what's our headline? Um. So our headline is okay. So you know how we've been talking a lot about GameSpy shutting down and how that's going to affect several games and developers and whatnot, and mm-hmm. the, but everyone's up in a big uproar. Um, As they should be. So, uh, apparently, a service that has frequently provided homes for games without service support is free to download, and as of yesterday, it has um, uh, started supporting some more games. So, Game Ranger is now adopting Halo Combat Evolved um, and Halo, well, and the demo for it, and then Custom Edition. So, it's slowly but surely... um, Providing an an ulterior version for people to use instead of GameSpy. So wait, so who's who's doing this? Like, is it is it Bungie who is porting Halo Combat Evolved to use Game Ranger, or is Game Ranger like uh, issuing a mod that people can apply to it in order to continue playing it online? I think it might be Bungie, because um, the tags that I'm seeing here in the article that I'm looking at. Are saying Bungie, Halo, GameSpy, Glue Mobile, and Game Ranger. So it's mostly Bungie, but for the most part, I don't actually know because it doesn't mention itself in the co- or in the article. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Now Borderlands. Now Borderlands. Good job. So, do you have any idea how long ago Borderlands Two came out? Um, probably about a month and a half ago. Because it month? was or sorry, a month, a month and a half. half. Sorry, a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was about a year and eight months ago. Yeah. It was it was September of 2012 and we just finished the game this week. Yay, we are so good for <laughs> I'm going to crack open a beer for that. So, this is one of the f- rare times when we get to uh, actually review a game together because we've actually both played it. That's amazing. And our experiences are mostly the same, too. Yes, because we made an effort. Well, that's why it took us so long, was because, you know, we both uh, vowed that we would only play it together and uh, never cheat on each other. 
And we no. stayed faithful, I think. No. Unless you cheated. Nope. Oh, good. Because I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Borderlands, uh, well, specifically Borderlands 2, but um, it is a first-person RPG that is four-player co-op. Heavily, heavily recommend playing it with your friends because as much fun as it is on your own, it is way more fun when you've got somebody who, you know, you share a uh, sense of humor with to crack jokes with. Oh, gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. Especially if the two of you have a similar sense of humor to the game, which is, <laughs> I think, the best sense of humor maybe besides the Stanley Parable. Yes. Yeah. Um, very different sense of humor, but I enjoyed it. Yes. Like, I think I think the best example for the two of us is uh, when we ran into the innuendo bot in the game. <laughs> in the orchasm. Yes, the orchasm. <laughs> Oh man! Just run by Mad Moxie, if you know anything about the game. Wait, was that? I thought yeah. it. I thought it was run by Hyperion. No. No. Okay. Hm. It was definitely run by Mad Moxie. That's right, because she reprogrammed it to make it Windows. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and then there's just me being annoying sometimes, like what we were doing today in the DLC with my hover. Oh my goodness! Ian Thanks. loves destroying my cars and then leaving me in the dust. And then sometimes running me over when I'm trying to walk around, just minding my own business. <laughs> so luckily, more that last one than anything. Luckily, the game does not allow you to harm me by running me over. It's <laughs> just really hard to get where I'm going when there's a vehicle that keeps <laughs> moving me in directions that I don't want to go. <laughs> oh, man. That's the way to be. <laughs> Or, so, or if I'm standing in front of you while wearing Jack's face and crouching down right where you need to go. Try While I'm trying to compare a couple of guns to see which one I want to use more. By the way, that is one of the, the strengths of this game. Like, you know, they obviously they had the selling point. We have bajillions of different guns, mm-hmm. which sounds silly. But when you think about it, like, this is a loot-driven RPG. Heavily, heavily. Oh, yeah. Loot-driven. And so if they didn't have bajillions of different possible guns for you to find, um, you know, then it just wouldn't work. And, I, I mean, I love, I love just opening up a chest and going, all right, let's see, that, that one has lower DPS than mine, that one has lower DPS. Oh, that one? Hmm, damage is higher, but the fire rate's lower. Let's see which one's actually better, like, you know, and then I go and do some math in order to figure out which gun I want more. Who likes math? Well, neither of our characters, apparently, because they always, whenever we're in menus, end up going, oh, all these numbers, I hate math. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that picky about math. I just am like, okay, what's next? Okay, I see. Let's do this thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when you have a game like this, you have to support lots of different play styles, and I think they've pretty they've they've succeeded at that pretty well by having you know six different characters that you can possibly play as. Um, and different characters also customizable in how you want to play them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because each one has three different uh, skill trees. Yep. And it's definitely a very good idea to just focus on one skill tree because. You can only, you know, you can only get down to the bottom of the skill tree and get like, you know, that last ability that is like the icing on top, the cherry on top of the cake. Uh, you know, you can only get that by focusing on that skill tree. Yeah, I don't know. For me, that one's sort of. That's not even the icing on top of the cake. The one that I use. What is your icing then? 
I don't know, but the the icing might be the sweet thing, and the other stuff might be the core. I'd say it's the cake. I just put the icing on first. All right. Well, <laughs> so you you spent about thirty hours in the game just eating icing before you got the uh, the bread of the cake. Oh yeah. That, I, At least for so my cool. skill tree, anyway. <laughs> but that's because the skill tree that I chose is absolutely insane. So why don't why don't you describe that and tell us tell us which character you were playing as and everything? Well, I guess not absolutely insane. I was playing as well. I guess absolutely insane. Yes, he's insane. The psycho. <laughs> um, and I went through the middle skill tree, which focuses on mainly on your melee skills. It's for whenever you have shields down or are out of ammo slash need to reload, you get bonuses, big bonuses to your melee ability, your melee skill. Um, one of those things that helps with that is if you take damage, your skill gets on or has a lower recharge rate, or sometimes you'll be able to hit yourself, <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on if you put points in that particular skill or not. Um, and then the final skill is you turn into, um, what was it, a super badass psycho mutant? Something like that. Something like that. But so Basically, bigger... uh, your, your, your right arm just gets ginormous. My right arm's a lot stronger than my left. Which League of Legends character is that again? Trendomir. Yep, yep. Um, but, and I mean that, okay, think about all the stuff that that final skill point did for me. So what this skill does is once you drop below a certain percentage of health, you can activate it. And not only do you change, but you get back up to full health, you get a 50% damage reduction, <laughs> and you also get extra melee damage, more so than in your usual Buzz Axe Rampage. Nice. And then as soon as it's done, your buzz skill or your your buzz axe rampage skill is right back up on or it's off of cooldown right away. So essentially it makes it him impossible to kill so long as you have the good enough timing to be able to hit that when your health gets down to the point where you can recharge it still without you just completely dying first. Yeah. <laughs> So I I was uh playing as Salvador the Gunzerker and his special ability is Gunzerking where he dual wields uh any any two weapons literally any type of weapon like it could be a pistol and a sniper rifle or an SMG and an assault rifle or a rocket launcher and a rocket launcher if you really want to do that um <laughs> and whenever you are Gunzerking you you immediately recharge like I think it's like half of your health, and then you have a constant, you know, um, uh, health regen during gunzerking. You also regenerate ammo, except for grenades and rockets. And of course, you have two guns to shoot with while you know while you're gunzerking. Um, and I went with the the skill tree that gave me um, the the three important things that it gives me are you know reduced cooldown on uh, on gunzerking. Longer gunzerking, especially when I kill people, and also um, sometimes you know I will instead of using ammo, I will add ammo. And then the the final you know awesome ability is the longer I hold down the trigger while gunzerking, the faster the the gun shoots, and the faster my reload times. So it's crazy. Like I just I just chew through bullets like no other. Like even with all of this regeneration, uh, I usually have to buy more ammo whenever we hit an ammo dump. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. 
that I just, oh my gosh, I just do so much damage. It's so much fun. Um, and the only, the only, the funny thing is that the only reason that I like went with that tech tree was because I thought that we were going to have Josh with us the whole time and that he was going to be doing a bit of healing as the siren. So I didn't, I didn't put any points into any of the healing stuff for myself, but it turns out that's okay because, uh, we do alright, the two of us together. Yeah. And I mean, I get to heal a decent amount. I, I forgot to mention what my, my ability ability does. Oh, yeah. One. Um, <clears throat> it's called Buzz Axe Rampage. I whip out my Buzzsaw Axe and I run around and I swing it at things. If I kill something, I get back up to full health, and I continue on my merry way. <laughs> I also get plus 500% melee damage, so I have a lot of damage, and I get... Um, <clears throat> oh, brain work. Oh, and I also get a movement speed boost. Which is important, because you need to get to people in order to melee them. Yes, though you can also throw your axe. Oh, yes. But yes, getting to them is still incredibly important. Um, so when you played through Borderlands 1, did you play through that with somebody, or did you play it solo? Nope, I I was excuse me. I was I did that solo um as Mordecai the sniper. Okay, I, I did too. Um and I think later on at some point we tried to start new characters, because uh, I remember you being brick. Yes. Yeah. And then I think I was Axton. Um but we didn't get very far in that playthrough. Um so a lot of a lot of people had a few complaints about Borderlands 1, uh, mainly pretty com- repetitive, you know. You're doing a lot of, like, the same missions over and over again against the same types of enemies over and over again. Um, the story really... I, I don't remember, like, anything that happened in Borderlands 1, uh, plot-wise. And the final boss was really freaking hard and was a huge disappointment, you know. Yeah. Like, you, th- you thought that you were going to open the vault and get all this treasure and everything, but then it was like, oh, just kidding, the vault just contained this giant tentacle monster that uh, you killed it, and woohoo, you don't get anything. Um, so I think Gearbox really took, like, those things to heart and focused on making them way better in Borderlands 2. Because, um, you know, the the story of Borderlands 2 was way better, like... They they made sure that you had a clear antagonist the whole time. Handsome Jack. They did. They they put a ton of effort into just making sure that we absolutely hated his guts. <laughs> yeah, they and wanted to kill him. And that we certainly did. Pardon my pain. Yeah, I heard that. Um, and and then of course the the final boss in Borderlands Two. He had a lot of health and took a while to take down. But I mean, I don't know about you. I didn't really take much damage at all during that fight. No, like, I don't. I don't think that my shields were even depleted once. Um, I think mine might have been a few times. Um, yeah, no, you, mine were you definitely were never in danger of dying, though. I mean, not be, because I had my Buzzax Rampage Madness. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, they delivered on all those promises and uh, let us kill Jack. Yes. And then I get to wear his face. Yeah. Um, I almost, I almost feel like they kind of focus too much on Jack because, like, I don't remember much other than kill Jack, kill Jack, kill Jack. Jack is a butthole. Kill Jack. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, Tiny and Tina did you write hear that song? Kill Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's poetry, man. Sheer poetry. 
A poetry, or well, yeah, a song is simply poetry set to music. Yeah. Well, lyrical songs, anyway. Yes. Well, no. If, even if they're not lyrical, then they're called pieces. So it has to have lyrics in order for it to be a song. What? Technically speaking. <clears throat> so I, iTunes would disagree with you. Well, then iTunes is silly and incorrect. Hmm. I see. Well, I'll go take a music theory course, and uh, and then maybe I'll agree with you. But until then, I cl- I regard I I have the right to remain ignorant. You do have the right to remain ignorant. Do you want to though? In terms of music, maybe. <laughs> maybe I just want. Maybe I just want to enjoy it. Nice knife there. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I do enjoy music, even though I know the rules. For me, I just simply see the rules as a way for me to know how to write music in some ways. Various tips, and I found some stuff that I really, really like. Some sounds and some chords that are really cool. Yes, those sounds. They make good music. Uh huh. Good songs. Uh-huh. Um, Such songs. Wow, wow. Many music. So, Borderlands <laughs> 2. I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to the end of 2014 and and Borderlands 2 ends up being like the fa- my favorite game that I played this year. Yeah. I mean, part of that will also most likely be simply because <clears throat> it's something that I got to sit around and play with my best friend. Well, where... yeah, of course. I mean, that's part of the appeal of the game is the fact that it has four-player co-op. Yeah. And it works so well. Yeah. It's almost as if it's designed for that. What? Woohoo! <laughs> what? And, yeah, so reasonable price. Um, I would say 40 bucks would be a pretty darn reasonable price for this game. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's old enough that I I wouldn't want to pay a full sixty bucks, but at the time, like you know, at launch, sixty bucks was reasonable. Oh yeah. We've, got, we've gotten a lot of time out of it, and we're going to get a lot more time out of it too, especially since they, uh, I think they've taken the right approach to DLC, which is, uh, you know, lots of it often and fun DLCs, you know, that expand on the storyline. Um, and of course, because the game is so old. It's selling for like twenty bucks right now. So go out and buy it. Get the Game of the Year edition. It gives you, let's see, Captain Scarlet and her pirates bootang, the Psycho Pack, the Collector's Edition Pack, the Creature Slaughter Dome, the Necromancer Pack, Mr. Torg's Campaign of Carnage, Sir Hammerlock's Big Game Hunt, the Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, and the Ultimate Vault Hunters Upgrade Pack, which is a level boost. Um so basically, it t- gives you the season pass as well. It gives you the season pass plus the pre pre-order stuff. Yeah, and I think possibly a little bit more. What all did the season pass come with again? Um, that was the pirate's booty, Torg, the big game hunter, uh, Tiny Tina's assault on dragons keep, and the whatever the dome one was called. Creature slaughter dome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's what that's what came with the season pass. Yeah, but you also get some of the more some of the collectible or unlockable collectibles. So like different heads and skins, the collector's pack, hmm. um, the collector's edition pack, um, the psycho pack, which you didn't get in the other stuff. Yep. Nope. <clears throat> and some more of the uh, the pre necromancer pack. So pre pre order stuff too. <clears throat> Sounds like a deal. For forty bucks? Okay, yeah. Well, that's totally worth it. it. Says price of individual games ninety four point nine dollars. Bundle cost thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> so buy it and you get essentially you're you're paying less than half price for everything. 
and it's a fantastic game, so do it. Do it now. Do it now. I want you to do it, yeah. And actually, I mean, Borderlands 2 being so darn good is like the only reason that I would recommend people not get Borderlands 1. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, Borderlands 2 was fun, or Borderlands 1 was fun, but you really won't be like missing out on anything by just starting with Borderlands 2. And you're probably more likely to be able to find people, you know, who want to play through Borderlands 2 with you at this point. Yeah, though I mean, the only reason why I had suggested Borderlands 1 possibly was that I was wanting to play it with someone who might not necessarily have the system requirements for Borderlands 2. I wonder what the system requirements are. <laughs> for Borderlands 2, the system... Oh, dude, th- those are those system requirements are nothing. Yeah, they, they like, 256 megabytes of, oh, video memory. Okay, I see. Oh, I see. Okay. Two gigs of me- Okay, yeah. Two point four nine eight five hundred. And then what does Borderlands one say? Let's see here. Do 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 do. I think I scrolled past it because I'm a dummy. System requirements. Here we go. Um. Yeah, they're basically the same. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Also, uh, Sarah has a Mac, right? Yeah. Yeah. Borderlands one is only available on Windows. Well, all right then. Borderlands to us a possible birthday gift as is. <laughs> and seeing as your birthday is, oh, you know, tomorrow. Hey, how convenient. On Cinco de Mayo. And oh, let's, not, let's not forget about the most important part of it. Borderlands 2 has Steam trading cards. <sighs> Borderlands 1 does not. <laughs> what? Am I too obsessed? Slightly. It's not like I, I went... For the games, not for the trading cards. What what was that about? What? Going to Steam for the games, not for the trading cards. Yes, but if I can get the trading cards along with the games, why not? Good stuff. I'm almost level 30 on Steam. The fact that you can level up your account yeah. by being this obsessive is mildly disappointing. It's great, man. Dude, do you know what I did the other day? I fired up the Red Orchestra 2 multiplayer game and didn't play it just to get all of the cards that I could from it. And now I'm trying to trade them off to Wei because he uh, is like the only other person that I know who has trading cards from it. Well, you may have... um, Excuse me. That's what you did the other day. You know what I'm doing right now? Uh, Facepalming. Not caring. All right. Ah, There you go. Um... So, Borderlands 2 probably maybe would have been Game of the Year if we had played it at the time. If we had played it Actually, the, no way. in the year. 2012 <laughs> was a really good year, though, because we had Mass Effect 3, and we had oh. The Walking Dead, and oh. we had Dishonored, yeah. and we had Borderlands 2. Uh-huh. So maybe we're just spreading out the awesomeness and making it last. Maybe that's a good so. thing. We can look at it that way. Yeah. And with games like Evolve coming up, or Evolve coming up, Stuff like that, dude. What if, what if Sir Hammerlock was a character in Evolve? That'd be hilarious. What if I, you could play as a bully mong, as a boner fart, as a boner fart? Yes. Well, that's sort of what the one is, except it's a it's a fire breathing boner fart. Even better. <laughs> that's awesome. It's it's rather spiky too, so it's 
could say it's either sharp or it's a horny boner fart. <laughs> Lovely. Horny, horny back boner fart. So what does your week look like this next week? What are you, what are you planning on playing? Um, I'm planning on playing my saxophone a lot because I have a concert next weekend. All right. When okay, we'll we'll figure out scheduling later. Um, I've started kind of getting back into Beat Hazard. Um, because that's uh that's a fun you know music based game. Um, since I've I've kind of almost maxed out you know Audio Surf. I've played pretty much all of the songs that I own <coughs> now, and I you know I'm pretty happy with the scores that I have. So I've I've started playing Beat Hazard. Um, I'll probably review that next weekend. Maybe. Okay. I don't know if I'll actually have any reviews next week, and it's going to be busy. Well, I mean, if we if we finish with like Pirate Booty, yeah, then we we can review that. I suppose. More Borderlands Two DLCs. Woo! I'm also going to be prepping for camp school. Oh yes. So that'll be that will be my um uh oh brain work. You say that a lot. I know I do. I wish I didn't have to. Oh, next Maybe weekend will be my last weekend to do the podcast for a couple of weeks. Okay. <laughs> Training week. Mm. Camp school. I'll have to find somebody then. No, but it's, it's okay because I'll be in St. Paul. Yep. Ba boom. Boom. In the meantime, I'm Ian Decker. And I'm Ian Buck. And we'll see you guys next time. I think Ian Bucks has died. I think so too. I'm gonna put a marker there because it was entertaining. Luckily for them, I only swear in cat noises. Sorry, I had to get some lubrication. You've learned. Yes. From the best. Indeed. The best. Ugh. That video. Let's never talk about that video. <laughs> I mean, nobody can lubricate as much as you. <laughs> what did you do? I tied the tie around the cord. Oh, what a fail. <laughs> of the headset. This is going to be great. <laughs> you have won the sex. <laughs> Marker. <laughs> Actually, uh, fridge title. <laughs> ah!